All right, guys, so I'm going to do a 15-minute uh, lecture on uh, myopathies. Uh, overview, I'm going to do the definition, uh, talk about clinical presentations, the differential, um, uh, what you would do in the ER for evaluation and management, and then uh, how you get them out of the ER <laughs> afterwards. Um, so the definition is a muscle disorder, primary muscle disorder, not, not a neuromuscular junction uh, disorder such as myasthenia gravis or Eaton-Lambert disease. Um, these uh, affect the muscle itself. And uh, when you're thinking of kind of a little differential in your head, uh, you'll think of a myopathy. When somebody comes in with muscle weakness, you think of myopathies, you think of neuromuscular junction disorders such as myasthenias, or peripheral neuropathies, which you can get mainly from, or uh, largely from diabetes uh, and uh, multiple other causes, but mainly diabetes. Um, the presentation of, of myopathies is uh, muscle weakness. Um, it's, uh, it's very, it progresses very slowly. Um, it's proximal and symmetrical, um, so it's uh, just like it says. Um, a lot of uh, uh, your your anterior thigh muscles, your shoulders um, are going to be affected. Uh, and the way to differentiate this from from other other muscle uh, or other neuromuscular junction disorders or peripheral neuropathies is it does not affect uh, your eyes, your bulbar uh, muscles, or facial uh, muscles at all. Uh, so the classifications, there's that's a huge list of them in uh, the textbook. Uh, as you can see, inflammatory, infectious, metabolic, uh, drugs cause them, uh, hereditary, and, uh, and then trauma, ischemia, sepsis. Um, and I'll go over a couple of them here. So the metabolic uh, myopathies, uh, you have um, disorders of uh, the glucose uh, and lipid utilization, uh, mainly with the skeletal muscles. These uh, present uh, early in life, um, and are exhibited by uh, exercise intolerance, cramps, and uh, myoglobinuria, myoglobinuria um, which can lead to rhabdomyolysis. Uh, there was, um, these are kind of bizarre myopathies. One was called cradle disease. Um, they didn't really go into specifics uh, in hardwood and us about these. Um, just wanted to kind of give you a little uh, taste of them. <laughs> uh, so th this is the big one that they focused in on in the book, and I've seen test questions written on this. Uh, periodic, periodic paralysis. It's a group of diseases um, that affect the sodium-potassium ion channels, and um, you have, uh, there's three of them, as you can see, that too little, just uh, too much, or uh, normal kalemia. Um, and if you guys are wondering, that is a picture of a 
of a sodium channel in your cells. Uh, so uh, uh, hypokalemic periodic paralysis uh, starts, uh, it's rare after the third decade. Um, you can have the primary, which is a familial form, genetic, uh, and uh, the secondary form would be from like GI losses. Uh, you can get the hypokalemia from. Um, uh, the uh, attacks begin in the morning uh, after strenuous exercise or a uh, high-carb diet. Um, symptoms last for hours, sometimes days, but it's rare, usually hours. Um, you uh, would treat with potassium, and you can uh, do some prophylaxis with acetazolamide and uh, decrease your high-carbs, high-carb diet. Um, and I've seen a test question where they, they posed it as an, uh, a young oriental male coming in with acute, uh, acute uh, weakness and paralysis. Um, Sorry, for the record, I don't think these people necessarily have to have a low potassium level. No, there's a normal kalemic. Yeah, this is... From, yeah, they, from a, a moderate high just to a moderate level. Yeah, they gave a range from like 2.5 to 3.5 is where it typically is when they come in. So, all right. And then uh, uh, hyperkalemic paralysis. This usually is uh, earlier, presents earlier in life. Uh, the attacks are more frequent, shorter, not as severe. Um, and uh, this is treated with your classic cl uh, calcium uh, glucose and insulin, what we normally would do um, when we see somebody um, with this or with hyperkalemia. Usually we see it from renal disease um, in the ER. And then you can have some prophylaxis uh, medications. Again, you'd be putting, you wouldn't be starting these people on those medications. Uh, and then uh, they talked about normokalemic, but there is just, there wasn't much on it. It's really rare to have that, and obviously that would be a, a diagnosis of exclusion. Uh, polymyositis, this is another huge, huge topic uh, for myopathies. It's a, an obviously an inflammatory disorder of skeletal muscles. Um, it's the most common myopathy. Um, it's slowly progressing, um, you know, proximal uh, muscles, symmetrical, does not affect the, the eyes, uh, or the facial um, muscles, um, the hallmark signs are muscle pain, fever, and weight loss. And if you have any dysphonia or dysphagia, it's a, a, it's a harbinger of uh, bare out, poor outcomes. Uh, five disorders or five subclasses of this, polymyositis, dermatomyositis, uh, and then the childhood, and then the myositis with cancer and connective tissue disorders. Um, and so this is something that we won't be diagnosing in the ER also, uh, but you can uh, see an elevated CK. Um, but for de definitive diagnosis, you'll need an EMG or a muscle biopsy, which will be as an outpatient or inpatient. Uh, differential diagnosis, pretty pretty big. I just narrowed it down to some acute uh, stuff. Chronic alcohol abuse can give you like an, uh, uh, a neuropathy 
uh, peripheral neuropathy picture, um, myasthenia gravis. I think we're all pretty aware of that. So you get the double vision, uh, the ptosis, um, and uh, weakness after repetition. So you can have the patient repeatedly look up or count back from 100, and they start slurring their speech or can't look up on repeated uh, efforts, then you'd think more myasthenia. Uh, again, this is facial complaints, which you don't get with myopathies. Uh, Guillain-Barre, ascending paralysis, uh, deep tendon reflexes are absent. Uh, botulism, that's descending paralysis. You have cranial nerve involvement with that. And then tick paralysis, uh, that's ascending paralysis, again, with uh, eye involvement, ophthalmoplegia, and, and bulbar palsy. So that's a good differential for ascending and descending paralysis, which I know is probably on ER boards, I'm assuming. I've seen some questions on it. Uh, ER evaluation, obviously, ABCs, these people... Uh, even though it's slowly progressing, you still could have some uh, airway complications uh, or compromise. Uh, so history, neurological ver versus uh, muscular, is this a stroke going on that they're uh, having this paralysis from, um, or is this some primary muscular, muscle disorder? Uh, physical exam, cranial nerves, muscle strengths, DTRs, reflexes, and sensory and perception. Uh, and then again, remember uh, the myopathies versus the neuromuscular junction disorders, myasthenia gravis, Eaton Lambert, um, and then the peripheral neuropathies. Uh, evaluation in the ER, pretty basic stuff. Um, just bring your attention to the myoglobin and CK. Uh, you'll you could pick up on a myopathy with those two being elevated and. One of the bigger complications in the ER that you want to make sure they don't have is rhabdo and that you can treat, give them fluids um, uh, for that uh, and um, you can get a urinalysis to, to see for that, uh, check for myoglobin also. Um, and then... Uh, and then uh, respiratory complications, you can get an ABG or a... a uh, peak, explore, exp, uh, peak flow rate. Yeah. A what? A uh, question is what about a, uh, a NIF, which is. Yes, uh, that is a possibility. Um, a NIF is a negative, negative inspiratory <laughs> flow rate. Uh, tell you the truth, I'm not, I yeah, I don't know. I didn't read anything about that, and they didn't really discuss that. So uh, it very well could be a possibility. Uh, management, uh, you're gonna, obviously the ABCs, uh, hemodynamics, uh, rule out the rhabdo, um, and then prednisone for, uh, is the main treatment for uh, polymyositis. Again, you'd be working with your consultants uh, if you're going to start that. And then uh, potassium, 
or not potassium, depending for the hyperkalemic or the hypokalemic state of the patient for the paralysis. Uh, and I think, and then the disposition, uh, most of these patients are going to be worked up as outpatient status, um, but you would admit for severe weakness, respiratory uh, distress or failure, uh, possibly rhabdo, or yeah, definitely rhabdo, and then if they couldn't perform their activities of daily life or ADLs. Uh, does anybody have any questions? All right. Thank you very much.